Okay, um, welcome everybody. Let's call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Present. Mr. Kavicki? Present. Ms. Hughes? Present. Okay, we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. With that, uh, I make a motion for the approval and the signing of the meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of July 11, 2023. Do I have a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, we have open form. Do we have the form for open form? Yes, two. Okay. Um, Megan Gusky? I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Megan, if you could just stand up and say your address. Oh, yeah, like where I live? Yes. 6841 Buckingham Place. Okay. Thank you. And Go ahead. Did you want to speak? Yes. Okay, great. Do you want to stay here? Come up. Come on. Whatever, yeah, whatever you prefer. Um, so I obviously live at 6841 Buckingham Place. I've unfortunately got a neighbor at 6855. Um, if you know the name, know the address, or the barking dog situation, that's me. Uh, or it's at least next door. Um, I'm going on my fourth year living at the location of 6841 Buckingham. And it's been a frustrating three years now with the dogs barking next door. Um, it's a constant call the sheriff, call the AS ASPCA, talk to you guys. And I feel like it's, it's a vicious cycle of, oh, they said this, or they said this, or you call that. And so I just were stuck. Um, and so unfortunately, my neighbors could not attend with me. They couldn't get off work. So I decided I'd show up and at least start the process. What do we do next? Is okay. there anything we can do? Let's walk through. So you, sure. you, you, for your first phone call was to who? The sheriff? Um, I believe it's... Been a minute, but I believe our first call. Yes. And then, and then, and then, what, what, what was the result of that call? The very first call. Yes. Oh gosh, it's been a minute. Um, I mean, just in general, you know, I, I'm not. The general, yeah. The gist of it is usually they come out, depending upon the situation. If the dogs are left unattended, obviously nobody's home to serve them anything of that sort. So then they'll say, "We'll come back." Um, and, and, and Lieutenant Neighbors and you're here. What, what's the what's the general protocol there? She said she calls the sheriff. I'm just trying to understand this too. Correct. It, it would last during the time frame that she's been living there. Uh, there has been a switch of hands of who's actually handling complaints with animals and animal control. So we've had uh, this is before my time even coming along. Uh, by the time I came around last year, when I first started hearing this situation, there were over 30 calls, uh, both sides. Uh, complaining about her dogs and their dogs. So you, your dogs have been complained about as well? Not that I've been aware of at all. It's, yes. It's, sometimes it, it has happened. Mm -hmm. I know My that dogs are yes. mm -hmm. yes. Interesting. I've never heard so, that. Okay. So anyway, uh, moving forward, <laughs> moving moving forward, okay. um, uh, given the circumstances, whatever was going on at the time, we tried to handle it as best we possibly could. Both uh, the dog warden, the ASPCA, ASPCA is now a nonpartisan party. All they do is con uh, investigate complaints of, uh, of uh, abuse. cruelty, abuse and cruelty towards the animals. But the issuing party of a citation would be the sheriff's department that would cite on behalf of either the dog warden or on behalf of the ASPCA based on the evidence that has been collected. So we, I do know that there have been citations issued. Uh, in this case, in, in this case, and uh, most of it came down to a lot of conversations going back and forth. Uh, my officers have talked to you many, many times. I'm aware of. Uh, I've I've taken part and talked to uh, uh, your neighbor on many occasions. And as far as I knew, 
things have calmed down significantly compared to what it was a year ago. It has calmed down significantly. Now, the ASPCA has assured me that they've gone out and explained to your neighbor what the rules are and that the dog is now compliant. It has been compliant for many months now. Uh, going back, uh, I want to say like December or so, January or uh, November, December, it was, it was basically clear that that dog is being taken care of according to the ASPCA. They're the ones that look at those types of cases. As far as if the dog is a tethered, tethered at certain hours based on the way the legislation is written, we have cited based on when it was not following the, mm -hmm. the, the law. So we've done everything we can essentially for the dog based on the way the laws are written. So to answer your question, I don't know what more can be done at this point just yet. But, but she's calling the right person. Yes, you correct. guys are the one that would govern. Okay, then that's, mm -hmm. then that's, okay, and I appreciate that. So Megan, I appreciate your frustration, but has the dog gotten better is what he's saying or is it still really that bad? So what ends up happening, again, going on my fourth year of living there with only three years of experience there, I would say it's a vicious cycle of, they keep it outside all the time during your months of about April till mm -hmm. November until it gets cold and then they take it inside and leave it inside for the entirety of the winter. So it does make sense to hear that, yes, things would get better around the winter time because it's inside for the entirety of the winter. Um, so that's fair and accurate, but the problem then becomes come April till about October, November, maybe push in December, depending on how like Ohio weather is, they're out barking constantly. I've been fortunate enough that at least now I can get some sleep in the evenings with the sound machine and my fan but I'm cranking that thing up as loud as I can. I, unfortunately, I, I apologize that if my dogs caused any issues, I didn't, wasn't aware of that. I would only imagine with my video cameras that I have, I have like six or seven of them. They're barking, or he might be barking in response to them barking constantly and viciously. Um, then I, I would urge you to, to continue to work with the sheriff's department and if okay. you guys could exchange contact information or at least who she should contact and let's just continue to monitor. Ultimately, the, we, we hire the sheriff's department, you can come to us, but. I'd rather that you stay in that lane and continue to work through that process and, and call <coughs> Melissa directly okay. on the meeting and ultimately if we're not handling the situation well or you don't feel like anybody's being responsive then ultimately you come to this meeting and protest that you don't appreciate how we're dealing with it but I continue to stay in that lane work with these guys closely and I appreciate you coming in obviously for you to come in here I've never seen you before it must be a big deal so let's work on it with him and I appreciate you leave it better than how I found it. Yes. I hope I don't have to leave because I like, I like the I, area. I, we don't I want like you to leave. <laughs> I, I love my neighbors. I'm very thankful yeah. um, for, for your guys' support. But yeah, that's my that's my main concern is am I taking the right steps? What is the next step? Who do I who do I talk to? So We're aware of it. I'm, I'm urging you to work, continue to work through the mm -hmm. sheriff's department. It's entirely department. a police matter. Yeah, lieutenant we don't neighbor. Have laws yeah, lieutenant neighbor. Okay. You guys can work things out about how she who she should call. That'd be great. And if you ultimately can't, contact Melissa or, or if it's Brian or whoever you're comfortable calling amongst all of us you can just say hey i'm really still getting frustrated any other thoughts on this and and, and we'll just try to go and make sure the, pr the process is working so i appreciate you coming in thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, mike reichling just two quick questions. mike real quick and name and address mike and 6817 okay uh anything going on with street repairs at 6800 block, especially on the side I live on. There was a gutter, if you will, cut in the street because of the way gutters used to drain, mm -hmm. storm, storms used to drain. And that's getting pretty rough. It's breaking up. 
Hey, I'm going to throw this over to Melissa. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll talk to Dustin. Have you called our road department before? We, we have called in the past and kind of got put off. And so when did you did, call? Uh, probably a year ago. Oh, okay. It just, it's, what, it's just, okay. You did you talk to Dustin? My wife might have. If, if you look in front of our house and the neighbor's house, it's just getting chewed up pretty bad. And when you do park there, like, like so at the asphalt's holes, breaking up? The asphalt is breaking yes, up. Yes. Um, so we, uh, the the crews actually drive the township almost every day. They were out there. Yeah. This morning, watering the trees. Yes, and then when something happens that they see, we will add it to a repair list, um, and we'll make sure that we pull the repair list and see if that is on it. Asphalt can only be repaired in August, September because of the temperatures that are sure. required every year. And so it puts us into kind of a squeeze there. So I'll make sure that I check in with Dustin in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely will. Thanks for bringing it to our attention. Thank you. The only other thing is the intersection of Bramble Plainville. Mm -hmm. Both sides, no left turns. I have had numerous close calls because people turn left mm -hmm. all the time, constantly. I have spoken to the sheriff's department uh an officer he was a walmart party city of and i was talking to him or i'm mm -hmm. sorry home depot apartment. coming up bramble facing the, the performance taking a left either way yeah either way he said the one side is cincinnati's problem. either way from it's cincinnati the other side yeah. is hamilton county yeah frankly i don't care yeah. <laughs> yeah. most people don't even look at the signs but yeah, one of these days there's going to be an accident. Strange intersection. Yeah, yes. it is. When years ago we looked at putting a roundabout there and that got rejected. And, that, and don't get me wrong, that has pluses and minuses, and we all understand they're sensitive to it. But that, that's part of what the process was, and the byproduct of not doing those things is, is this it's is this. it. As far as the roundabout goes, I don't believe this area can handle that. Well, I, because I, of the. And we use and we and just to be clear, just no misinformation. We like the traffic and facts, engage engineers to explain to us, take all the facts and the pluses and minuses. And all I'm getting at, there's pluses around it, and there's minuses, and this is one of the minuses. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying to you that we're supposed to be fair and neutral arbiter of the facts, and that's where we are. So I don't want the wrong misinformation. Every time I go and see a roundabout, I always see and they're a little awkward for me. So I pause too, like everybody does. But at the same time, I think that after a couple of months, people get used to it. It's the net positive result. That's just where, where everybody seems to be going. And it's hard for people that my age and older age or whatever, just it's hard for us to get used to adjusting for it. Okay, now, I don't mean that. I, I've got to be very careful and stay, stay but I just mean it, it's a, an adjustment for all of us, but there is something to be said for them. So that said, I appreciate you coming and thank you. Mike, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Uh, the parking on Bramble, since we put the stripes, is, is it, it improving? It's bad because people park there and then walk down the street yep. and they work at Barenbrook Hatch or Arena or... But are they blocking your driveway? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not mine, but okay. uh, they did the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we, they've called the police. They call us and then they call the police. And so we're letting people know do not block the driveways. So we're very thorough about following through on yeah, that. Uh, okay. the, when the police did come to the neighbor, I was shocked. They did not typically. They just said, please move the car. They typically Come do. On. Don't you typically do a, a, we tried to do a courtesy in the beginning? Courtesy in the beginning. If we have a repeat offender, it is, it is our practice to go quickly to a site. Maybe, maybe my 
maybe I'm sometimes sometimes it's a road I look it's obvious it's a driveway right it's there you can't miss that sometimes you don't know if it's a resident and it might even be their own home and if it is their own home then they're no longer don't have a problem with that Paul some of this was not their own home this was two young girls who walked up the street to go visit that Madison villain. That's it. I, but Paul, sometimes we just think you want to ruin people's day every day. We just think that's what police do. So I appreciate the fact that I appreciate the fact that you can let people. It's good. Hey, we're good, and thank you, and you brought it to our attention. So thanks, Mike. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Okay. Tell Mary hi, and then Jack Fuchs. Yeah, Jack Fuchs, seventy-seven hundred Ashley View. I really just have a question or two. I was looking at the income. Uh, on the real estate settlement, it looked like the real estate back in late March was about two million uh, one hundred thousand. You say the real estate settlement? The re uh, real estate what, taxes. The real estate taxes. Okay. The settlement of the real estate taxes okay, paid by the county to the township mm -hmm. was about two one, a little under that when you net out the advances, uh, but still over two mil. Mm -hmm. And then I assume that there'll be a similar amount uh, when the second uh, half of the year is settled at the end of this month or sometime next month. Um, that's about four million. And the reason why I'm asking is I hear constantly about the 80% that the business taxes are paying. The, I'm just trying to understand what the 80% supposed to be because the real estate taxes and that doesn't include um, the Little Land Fire Department. Uh, that's a separate uh, distribution and settlement. <clears throat> but it's about it's something north of four million. When I looked at last year's resolution for the budget, which I guess you guys are going to talk about today, it was initially at about six and a half million, a little north of that. And because of amendments and such, you guys get it up to around seven seems reasonable. But four million out of seven million is about fifty six percent. Um and what I'm trying to understand is business taxes meant to be the Gen Z and the marijuana and the gasoline tax and all the other mm -hmm. little trickle in taxes that do come into the various funds. And that's my question. And, and again, I, I'll, I'll always appreciate if you ask us these questions. I mean, in, in, in like more of a administrative function, I'd be more prepared personally to give you answers. I'll defer to Melissa. I, I would be. I've been boned up on these when there was <laughs> a, a specific issue where I knew I was speaking on it. I don't have it in front of me now. Maybe Melissa can understand this off the cuff. I can't. But if you call me personally and ask me that question, I'd give you more scientific answers. So in the meantime, I'm going to defer to Melissa and say, mm -hmm. do you know exactly mm -hmm. what those numbers are off the top of your head? Well, he, he asked for a specific to the businesses. So the levies, just the levies, the four levies, generate 2.7 to 2.8 million a year. The additional money that comes through the settlement is for, like you said, trickle, trickle, can't say trickle down, that's something else, but well, let, let, let me answer your question. Uh, the, we receive interest on investments, we received, uh, fuel taxes for roads. We receive uh, motor vehicle registration taxes for roads and different things like that. When we talked about the businesses generating about 80%, it was not just the Jed Z, which runs a million one to a million two a year. That's the income tax on the businesses. 
The medical marijuana runs about three quarters of a million a year as well. But it's also the businesses are the majority share of the real property taxes, not residents. So it is through their property taxes that we calculated what the businesses pay in property taxes, what the businesses pay in corporate income tax, what the businesses pay in employment withholding taxes, plus what medical marijuana pays is a, about 80% of our entire budget. That's where that figure comes from. Okay. And, and on the tips, um, yes, sir. those are actually treated as by at least uh, Bridget Kelly's office as real estate. Yes. Um, and are you including those as essentially business income? The TIFs are business income because the revenues can, can only be used for public purposes. And so those are TIFs. Those TIFs are included as business. You can only TIF commercial. You can't TIF residential. Okay. So they're That's business. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you for your questions. Thank you. Okay. Now we move Was that, on. Were those both questions? Okay. And now we move on yeah, to. Sorry. Okay, and now we move on to reports. We start with, when you say sorry, it's you. It's You're on me. back on stage. The fiscal office report with Ms. Heakin. Thank you. Um, July is the first month of the third quarter of our 2023 budget year, and the general fund ending balance was three million seventy thousand and fifty-one, which is down uh, three percent from June. Restricted fund balance was $6,529,906, which is a decrease of 1%. These funds totaled um, equal $9,599,957, which is down 2% from June. Revenues for the month of July are at zero right now. Expenses are at 190768 Year-to-date revenues, $3,172,655. Year-to-date expenses are $2,245,215. The first half of property tax settlement um, occurred in March, and our next semi-annual will occur in August or September, um, late August, early September. Voter-approved levies um, do not cover all of the township's public services. Our business revenues cover more than 80%. Um, I think we've covered that, so I'll just move on. Um, and thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting these businesses, we are able to continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions about Ms. Egan's report? Okay, next we move on to the road superintendent's report. Any questions about the road superintendent's report? questions okay and then we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor uh, just a few items this evening um, because I know that the trustees will want to talk about a number of these items um, we had a phenomenal event on Saturday evening our annual uh, concert at 50 West uh, I want to remind everyone that um, may come to our different events that this event this august concert we bring in national tribute band is geared not just for our neighbors and our neighborhoods to come but it is part of a community development tourism uh, function that we as the township are allowed to under township law to promote the township throughout the region in order to help attract people 
who see the activities that we offer, uh, see the neighborhoods where we live, see the business districts and the services that are offered in those. And uh, we get a really great turnout there. So I'll, I'll leave that for uh, the trustees to talk about. Uh, I want to really thank the staff. It's an all hands on deck for many weeks uh, by all of our staff. And a huge shout out also to the event coordinator that we share with Fairfax, Chandra Buswell. So great things are happening in Columbia Township. Another, We have another event. We are not hosting it, but we are a sponsor, uh, Tour de Crown, on August the 26th. Um, great parks and um, a number of different uh, vendors are hosting an opportunity for the region to uh, ride by, uh, uh, bicycles, to cycle on the entire path from the Cincinnati Crown all the way east through Hamilton County and end at 50 West to showcase how all the different connections to that uh, regional uh, shared path are being built, sometimes one block at a time. For example, our partnership with Murray uh, a couple of years ago to extend the Murray Path to Plainville. And then now we're working uh, to support them in their effort to extend the Murray Path from Plainville over to, to the library in Marymount. At the same time, we're working with Great Parks to extend the Little Miami up to meet where, Mur where Marymount is bringing Murray over. So this is an example of a regional event that um, the different sponsors came up with so that people could actually get out and ride the full length of it all the way from in Cincinnati all the way here um, or do an abbreviated version or be like me, <laughs> I haven't been on my bike in a while, wait at the uh, finish line and uh, uh, kind of talk up the township. And so staff and others, and, and I think uh, Mr. Lamar, Trustee Lamar, are going to be at 50 West at, at the end of the event and welcome everybody. So this is a, a regional event, again, just like our concert, to bring everyone in, starting in Cincinnati, all the way throughout the different neighborhoods, and look how you can connect to Columbia Township. And then, of course, to the Little Miami, which then takes you five counties you know, up. So the middle section's not done yet, working with uh, Lieutenant Neighbor to try to find a safe way to uh, uh, navigate uh, the the line of cyclists. So uh, that's another thing that we're doing. So we, you know, summer, and whether it's summer or winter, Columbia Township is definitely really busy. So uh, Brian, when you get to your reports, if you have anything extra to add, please, okay. please jump in on that. And then um, we uh, have a new contract uh, for um, with uh, Energy Harbor for um, electric aggregation and uh, Duke is the uh, base, the customer, the customer accounts all reside with Duke as the original utility. So before electric or before energy, electric and gas, deregulation happened in the state of Ohio uh, and same with telephones as we all know, there were monopolies, Ma Bell, Cincinnati Gas and Electric, now Duke. So after deregulation, our opportunity to uh, be able to compete on the open market for um, new gas or uh, electric contracts is part of our energy aggregation program. What never changed is that Duke 
holds all of the uh, database, the database, the original database for all of the customers. And so a change has happened with Duke where there was a lag time of a couple of days from when the former um, electric aggregation contract was in place to where the new one is. Some of the, uh, some residents were, were inadvertently dropped off. They'll be picked up automatically. We've had calls. You, ha you don't have to do anything. If you choose to stay in the township's electric aggregation program, wait it out a couple of days and you'll receive your letter that you are um, enrolled and that's just a, a Duke feature that we didn't have any control over. Uh, if you have any questions, call us. Lauren uh, knows A to Z every detail about it, and we'll be happy to talk to you. We've been talking to people, like I said, the past few weeks. I also put in your packet, if you want to see, uh, the two new housing developments that are under construction or about to be under construction on one of them on Walt in Walton Creek Road. We've talked many times before about the new townhomes and apartments that are uh, under construction on the east side of Walton Creek and on the west side of Walton Creek are um, uh, the reserves at, uh, reserves at Walton Creek. Do they, did we get the picture? I can pass this around. Uh, so they, uh, both, a, uh, both of the developers have gone live with websites and put pictures mm -hmm. on the website of what the neighborhoods will look like. And so let me pass those around and those are really attractive. So one is uh, reserves at Walton Creek and you can just Google reserves at Walton Creek, Columbia Township and it will come up and then the uh, townhouses apartments are tributary 50 and also on the website as well and let me see if I have any other why don't I go ahead since we're going to have a motion on the budget let me just go ahead and talk, touch high level on the budget we held a one-hour budget hearing uh, at 3 o'clock today and uh, with the trustees uh, went through uh, the proposed budget for 2024 and the uh, total budget uh, revenues expected for 2024 are 6.4 million and then the total expenses proposed are 4.7 million and uh, one of the highlights that we talked about in the budget hearing is that I've brought this up to the trustee board before, but it's important again to bring up, especially in the context of budget discussions, of the four levies that uh, Columbia Township receives funds through property taxes for, none of the levy revenues cover the cost of the services, the programs. So we subsidize, is my term, but we take funds from general fund, which is the business revenues that we were just talking about, the income tax, and the medical marijuana funds, and we shift those funds out of uh, our main bank account and prop up the levy accounts. The largest subsidy is to the police um, and worth every penny, Lieutenant Neighbor. Um, 
is to police. Uh, police budget is prox approximately 1.2, 1.25, and the levy generates about 1,115,000. Uh, so, uh, and then it also includes uh, all of the others as well. So if anyone ever wants to have a, a more detailed discussion that we ha than we had at the uh, budget hearing, I'm always available for those phone calls for residents or businesses or for, for trustees. Uh, and then our budget was inflated. Uh, it still is inflated. The numbers are higher than historically they were before COVID because in 2020 and in 2021 and continuing through 2022, 2023 and 24 and 25. So that five year period, we've gone from typically having about a $5 million budget to a $6.5 million budget. And the bump is from the stimulus funds and grants that we wrote for the firehouse. And so once we get out of these five years, the firehouse is built and the final COVID stimulus is paid and the books are closed, we'll go back to having around a $5.5 million, um, $5 million budget. So um, if you have any other questions on the budget, I'm happy to answer that and have spreadsheets happy to have. So many Okay, I know some of your spreadsheets. Our spreadsheets have spreadsheets. So yes. So our tax budget is due to the county this Friday where we provide all of our um, estimated revenue and all of our estimated expenses and the uh, balance and all of our funds that we, we would carry forward and any deficits, as I said, how we are going to use new revenues from the business sources to shore up the accounts where there are deficits. And then we hand all that to the, to the county and the county staff, and then the budget commission will do a full review as they do for all of the communities in the county. And then they'll come back to us in around October with a final approval for our budget. And we will accept um, that final budget in this meeting. And then at the very last meeting of December, we will authorize that budget to go live, so to speak, January 1. So as I said, I'm the point person for anything else on the budget and Caroline is up to speed as well so feel free to call either one of us. Any questions for now? No. Okay. Do you want while I'm here since it's I think it's the next thing on the list. Um, I, uh, Dustin Montgomery provided an economic development report just very quickly on that. I wanted to mention that um, make sure I don't put too many pages I need them uh, you may have seen that the on Wooster Pike the former Snooty Fox the owner the Snooty Fox did not own that building uh, an investor owned that building and the investor sold the building to uh, a, a group that uh, it did not renew Snooty Fox's lease so you have seen uh, if you have been on Wooster recently uh, that the building has been torn down and the, um, the new uh, company that will go in there will be a Chase Bank. And so they'll begin constructing that here soon and it will take the rest of 2024 for that to be uh, completed. And uh, one of the things that I also wanted to mention is that um, Jay's Chicken, unless one of the trustees wants to do this one, do, do you want, why don't you do this, David? You, well, you discovered it first, so you leave it with you. Are you sure? Reports. Okay. Well, we'll leave it to trustee reports. Yep. Okay. So those are that's key just for mine. Okay. Questions? Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank All right. you. <clears throat>
uh, we move on to the uh, the police report with Lieutenant Neighbor. Good evening, everybody, or afternoon, I should say. A um, couple things. Uh, since we were talking about the Tory Crown, uh, I don't know if you mentioned the date. That's going to be August 26th. I don't think I did. Sorry. And uh, it's going to be in the morning of August the 26th. And they're expecting that the uh, crowds are to be able. It's going to be about like a three or four hour type of deal mm -hmm. between the two events and starting at seven o'clock in the morning. So for those who are out and about on Worcester Pike, we are probably going to have the lane closed or uh, just for a very short period of time during that time frame uh, with cones and just uh, to redirect traffic away from the cyclists. So I just want to make mention of that. Um, it is a Saturday, so we won't have the regular business <coughs> commuting workflow traffic, but we'll have Saturday activities. Yeah. Like that. They'll still be able to go into those places, but we're just going to try and uh, bring caution to the area by putting up the cones to so everybody's aware of that. Um, on September the 9th, uh, the Ridgewood subdivision is going to be having a, uh, having a block party. Um, they may make, make mention of that, 5 o'clock in the evening. Uh, they brought that to my attention, so I thought I'd bring it out to those that are people in the Ridgewood subdivision that may or may not have known about it. Uh, just make sure I talk about that. And of course, we got schools. Schools, the children are going back to school here very shortly, so um, try to start remembering that we have school zones that we need to go around, Good Shepherd, uh, Montessori, and the other schools in the area. Uh, so please watch your uh, traffic, start slowing down a little bit more, making sure you're still aware of the motorcyclists that are also out on the roadway. So try to uh, still be aware this time of year that's when a lot of these accidents can happen. So. Uh, other than that, that's all I have right now. Okay. Any questions? Okay. Thank you. Then we move on to the Little Miami Fire Joint Fire and Rescue District with Mr. Lamar, also the Deer Park Silverton Fire District with Mr. Lamar. And of course, we have Chief Sipke's out in the audience as well. I want to thank him for being here. But Brian, go ahead. Yeah. So um, first off, I wanted to mention the Neighbor Day at Deer Park Silverton Firehouse. I know Trustee mm -hmm. Hughes was there and lots of our staff was there. And nothing makes me happier than seeing the look on kids' faces when they get to play around with fire trucks and fire suits. And so I appreciate their partnership in Chief Meter. And we had a really good turnout. Um, I would encourage the community to go to it. And we have, an, we have a kind of a similar neighbor day at Little Miami. I don't know if we have a date yet, but it'll be in October and we'll have to do a chili cook-off. And so something somewhat similar, and last year we tore apart a car. I don't know if that's the technical term for what we did, but um, the Little Miami <laughs> Fire <laughs> showed off their talents about how they can get how, into how a they car. How rescue somebody getting <laughs> out of the car. Yeah. But it was pretty impressive, uh, but go ahead. So I uh, appreciate every, I mean, it's great. Um, both departments are great partners with us, and so um, they encourage the community to stop by, and they're just amazing with the community. That's all. Yeah, and it is nice for the, again, all this tough stuff to touch the community and not just be there in times of trouble and or when elections are levies. And yeah. it's nice to go to get to know everybody on a first-hand basis, twofold. The community get to know the, the, either whether it's the politicians or the firefighters or the police department and or the other way around. So it's all good. So thank you, Brian, for taking the lead on a lot of this stuff. And, and again, to plug the Little Miami Fire District I went, it's the first time I'd gone in a long time. and. I was pleasantly surprised. I was impressed. I had fun. So, good stuff. Okay, then we move on to uh, the trustees' reports. And I guess I'll start where Melissa left off. I didn't know where to quite put this, but uh, I was sitting in the dentist office. I was looking through Cincinnati Magazine, and on the front cover is their feature on the hottest little fried chicken places mm -hmm. and stuff. 
and uh, and I've been to the place once before, but in a Columbia Township, and they reference it was in Columbia Township, uh, Jay's Chicken, it's cris crispy, crunchy slash Jay's Chicken over at the little gas station on Ridge Road right by ProScan, right across from Home Depot. Mm -hmm. Uh, that got lit, written up as one of the best places to get fried chicken in the city, and they're up there with the Eagle and Second Purple Palais and everything else, and you're like, whoa, that, that's impressive. And that guy uh, was worked his tail off working, he was selling stuff in the parking lot at the gas station. Eventually he came in and decided to open his new franchise, and I was even reading up that that's how Colonel Sanders got started selling chicken in, out of a gas station. So. Uh, you go look and I reached out to him and we served food to the yeah. band here on Saturday night yeah, with him. And so we'd like to try to feature them and also to see if they're looking to expand to see if we could capture them down in Madison Place or somewhere else. But exciting to see somebody hardworking, doing what they're doing um, and uh, and really just living the American dream. I mean, mm -hmm. I ho hope he continues to get a following just like some of the barbecue joints like these barbecues also. Columbia Township resident, so it's exciting, and immediately I brought chicken for everybody over at the, the township, and it was good. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So we thought we'd give them a little plug, so yeah. thank yeah. you, Tay, from Jay's. Yeah. We just plugged you. And I always liked it when it was a, kind of a secret hidden gem. Caroline's right, right near you. Oh, I know exactly. But, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. The, when the bridge was closed, I think they're the only business probably whose business got better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the way around. Yeah, really? Think about yeah. that. But you go there, sometimes there's a bit of a line. It's a cult following, but go yeah. ahead. It yes. is. It is. I, I love Jay's Chicken for a while. I've been promoting them, so it's good to see them get some recognition and not just uh, Brian. Is this really a really good chicken, or is it just Brian enjoying it? But uh, good to see that they're doing well there. I was amazed that Cincinnati Magazine knew it existed. Not yeah. that they're not good, but right. the fact that they were able to cleverly go see that there's this little guy mm -hmm. serving um, chicken out of a gas station over in, over in <laughs> Columbia Township. He has a huge social media so following. That shows you how good mm -hmm. he must be. So yeah. kudos to him. Yeah. And hope he continues to grow and thrive and, and have his first location here. I think we have tired discounters were started here. We know maybe Jay's will be next. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we plugged him enough. What other things? <laughs> Trustees reports. I just want to say it was a good time at the Jackson experience and the firehouse was great too. Uh, as being a kid, someone told me I could get all the ice cream, <laughs> all the snow cones, whatever they had there, you could get as much as you wanted. The kids did it and it was, it was great. And I want to give a shout out to Chandra Buswell. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't get, when we always thank our staff and how great they are and since she's kind of a subcontractor, if you will. She does an outstanding job. She's in the run and shoot offense, as I call it. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts and people that are maybe, so she's got to stay calm and poised and run a great event. So she puts a lot of heart and soul into it and she deserves it. Everybody knows it here, but she deserves a big thank you. And thank you to Fairfax, our partner community and school district, fire departments and yeah. Zs and everything else for being cooperative and helping us borrow her. So she's incredible. Thank you, Chandra. We love yes. you. Thank you. And well, where Chandra goes, Lauren, Lauren well, is there as well. Well, Lauren, of course, but we we, 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 staff, we, yes. give, we give her love here. But I'm saying Chandra, <laughs> Chandra deserves to be praised. I was going to thank um, 50 West. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, of course. Um, they've been such amazing partners in the community. So for this event, 50 West hosted it, and they're just so gracious in letting us kind of come in there and disrupt their business for a day. Um, hopefully it's a benefit to them as well. Also the Tour de Crown, they're involved. They're mm -hmm. heavily into the bike path and heavily into the community. And one thing I love about Chandra and Lauren, when you get them involved, you don't just get Chandra and Lauren, you get their entire family yes. and friends and network. It's amazing how big of a, um, a following and help that they can pull the strings and help us out because you know we're a small staff 
and uh, having Chandra and Lauren uh, bring in troops this is very helpful. And I guess we'll take this time too to announce that our next big event we kind of took advantage of the situation. The Bengals are hot. Uh, Madison Place. We're going to shut down the roads between Marymount Murray Avenue, December 10th, away game, Cleveland. And we're going to have the giant big Bengals opening day tailgate. September? This, September 10th. Mm -hmm. September 10th. Game's at 1 o'clock, so we're going to shut it down. Have a big scoreboard. Kenny Anderson's going to be our master of ceremonies. He's agreed to do it. And we're going to have 50 West who's going to give away free cheeseburgers to people. And uh, we will be having, you know, just featuring, and people can come, have fun. And more details to be announced. We're kind of, again, in the run and shoot offense, but we want to take advantage of the Bengals. Great success and try to go bring a great neighborhood event that brings the entire community together and brings staff together and everything else. So that's coming, and there will be more announcements to become to, to be come out to kind of promote that thing. So it is coming to the people at Madison Place. It'll be an exciting event. So mark your calendars. And people from Ridgewood, of course, too. Yeah. Columbia G, Wooster Pike Corridor. Okay. After that, we move on to motions. Melissa, you go. Were any questions about communication? So I think we kind of covered that with the Jays. No Okay, then we move on to the motions. So uh, I went through high level for this meeting, the budget, and then we went through in detail the 2024 draft uh, proposed budget uh, that we will final uh, will finalize for the Hamilton County Tax Auditor uh, tax budget for the auditor uh, due this Friday. So I need a motion from a tr the, one of the trustees. I'll make a motion. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And so that motion is to accept the 2024 Hamilton County Auditor's Tax Budget for Columbia Township. Okay. So we have uh, two quick uh, resolutions this evening. The first is a supplemental resolution. To supplement Resolution 2268-2022, Columbia Township's 2023 Annual Appropriation as amended, and Supplemental Appropriations 2303, 04, 11, 14, and 19, we are uh, adding to three different funds, uh, which sometimes happen as we push into the end of the year. And so uh, this is a financial resolution and so it's one reading only do i have any questions, any questions? Nope. Um, so i have read the title of the resolution and um we have a motion i make a motion we approve do i have a second i'll second roll call mr lamar yes mr kubicki yes Ms. hughes yes okay the resolution 2324 is adopted final resolution 2325 authorizing the purchase as we sit here in the air conditioning, we do this every year <laughs> in the heat outside, <laughs> authorizing the purchase of up to 200 tons of road salt at $75.21 per ton for the 2023-24 winter season, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Um, Each year in spring or fall, we purchase salt before the prices go up. Um, so this is a standard purchase at this time of year. Any questions? No, we'll make a motion. We approve. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May have a motion and a second to declare an emergency. Emergency declared. <laughs> motion. <laughs> Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. 
Thank you. Okay. Thank you all. And uh, I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And I make a motion of the signing of minutes and resolutions. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. I see Mr. Pacheco's here. We're, are we, we're, we're no, no, executive session. We okay. just have a meeting later, so okay. we just need to adjourn. Okay. okay. Can I make a motion okay. to adjourn? Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. We're adjourned. Thank you. We're adjourned. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you.